0: Whatever you taste, there you are. One taste of something can transport us a half a world away. The right tropical drink, and you can almost hear the waves crash and feel the sand between your toes. The right wine, you can almost taste the soil, whether it be old world or new. A certain dish, and you're swept away to another country during another age. The flavors we encounter may be the most vibrant and subtle tastes, literally, of places. The people, the times, the cultures, climates, and customs that went into the birth and reimagining of dishes, drinks, and desserts shaped them into so many different ways, both big and small. It's almost hard to imagine. From the plants, animals, and herbs found in a particular region to the people themselves, their religions, and their history. The reason they stayed where they were or why they struck out to build new lives somewhere else and what they valued enough to take with them. The essence is all captured in our culinary creations. It's all in the flavor. There's a story to be told in those seasonings, a history, a meal for the mind. And some of those stories are just downright delicious. Welcome to The Designated Drinker Show, the podcast that's raising the bar on crack cocktails and beyond. I'm Louise Salas, your host and the guide from Behind the Stick, and today's show is all about creativity. Who better to pour creativity in a glass than my very own partner in crime and our expert in all things delicious, Gina. Hi everybody, I'm Gina Trocevani
1: coming to you from Behind the Bar. I have long admired our next designated drinker
0: and I'm excited to mix it up with him. Well then, let's get on with the show. <laughs> like I said, it's all about creativity. So please, let me introduce you to today's designated drinker, Alan Walter, Creative Director of the International House. Hello. Welcome. Welcome. So, Alan, as Creative Director in International House, I think calling you unique, Creative, and Ingredient Wrangler, which we'll obviously have to circle back to that. Exactly what does that mean? Um, I can't wait to get on with this conversation talk about all the super creative things that you're doing. And what does that mean? Thank you. What does that mean to be the creative director of International House?
2: Well, it kind of means uh, designing the the aesthetic and the the way the um, program works. But I also uh, literally supply the bar with uh, a lot of its produce and herbs and other non-alcoholic ingredients, syrups that I make, uh, and. Um, and, and in, in all ways kind of uh, try to increase the vision of Taste of Place.
0: Wonderful, wonderful, that's a, that's a, kind of makes you the mastermind from behind the scenes, kind of like the Oz, maybe.
2: Behind the curtain. <laughs> yeah, I,
0: mean.
1: I love Taste of Place. <laughs> tell, tell me, how, you, how did you come up with Taste of Place? I love that. It.
2: Well, it, on, on one level, um, like like so many, places, uh, restaurants and bars that are using um, fresh ingredients and, and uh, things um, uh, grown the right way and um, uh, uh, interesting uh, herbs and such. Taste of place comes about kind of naturally when you're using things from your locale, but it's it also in our case means uh, giving the, the guest that comes to the hotel in all ways a, a sense of the influences that have created the city, and whether those come in a glass or sometimes in the, the narratives uh, about the drinks on the menu, they uh, they also tell, tell a tale of this remarkable place we're in. Which no. um,
0: we all failed to mention that we are in New Orleans, <laughs> International House in New Orleans, which is, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously we all know New Orleans is, is, is just another town. With, yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's steeped with history and a uh, little bit of grit, a little bit of grime. Uh, definitely a very creative spot to be. So,
1: the birthplace for so many cocktails. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So many. So mm-hmm. we're just, we just naturally fit here, Gina.
1: Yes. It's fun and perfect. We should it this, this be our next home.
0: There we go. our <laughs> Home away
1: from home. And we'll have Alan procure all of our,
0: our herbs <laughs> and everything for the house.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and then he be can decorate to.
0: everything too. Could you imagine how amazing the space would be? It would be amazing. It would be great.
2: Uh, if we're talking about a co-venture, I'm on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so to, um, there's so much culture. Speaking of the culture here, um, mm-hmm. where do you borrow? What do you borrow? What, what, what? brings that uh, I know what we spoke earlier you talked about having culture and have that taste of place what does that what does that mean where are you absorbing that where is that
2: well okay I grew up in a a smaller town um, and New Orleans was somewhat you know in in my backyard and and um, but far enough away to to romanticize it in some ways and get to know it over over growing up in a period of time and and I, I grew up uh, writing a lot, um, um, studied um, and produce theater and 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 uh, write songs and and I like to work with ingredients too and done a lot of the um, the um, creative harvesting very unconsciously which is maybe maybe ideal you know when you could do it uh, unconsciously but as I get older I read more history <laughs> I find history more fascinating than ever. And you know, kind of reminding myself of these cultures that that have made their mark on this city, it makes me kind of look at it with a different awareness. So we're talking, especially uh, the Caribbean, obviously, um, the Sicilians from Italy who arrived here in great numbers, um, the Spanish, the French, and. Um, and then, of course, uh, Senegal in West Africa. It's interesting. Too. I um, wanted to present you with with uh, a, a little taste of place here. Awesome! Awesome! And uh,
0: get to experience it firsthand,
1: Gina. Here we go. <laughs> I've been waiting for this. This is like uh, like the be my big moment. I feel like. Mm.
2: Oh, well, how th- I
1: get, how I get to taste you? A little bit, yeah. Right? In a weird way. That's really weird and dirty.
0: But we're in New Orleans. <laughs> in it's OK. You said something dirty is, uh, and we're in New Orleans.
2: Hard to believe it's only noon.
0: <laughs> I said it. <laughs> oh, well. Mm-hmm. All right. So what it was uh, to, to So
2: what, keep what us I waiting? wanted to serve you is uh, a special summer offering uh, kind of over and above the regular menu. It goes with um, I don't want to uh, complicate things too much, but we, we identify um, seven rituals over the course of the year that the hotel celebrates and embraces. For instance, St. John's Day, All Saints Day. In this case, we actually call summer dress a ritual because things change so noticeably when the humidity and warm weather move in colors lighten, the fabrics change um, and things become... Well, you have to, otherwise you melt. It's really (laughs) a very practical matter when it comes down to it in a a climate like this. So to go along with each of these um, um, rituals and traditions kind of let those become epiphany moments for uh, a libation to go with it. Like St. John's Day has a uh, a special um, elixir for it, it's the Voodoo um, holiday of the year. It's the high okay. high um, um, holiday for the Voodoo religion. We do a bottled elixir, oh. herbal elixir. Um, for All Saints' Day, it's a it's a matching of a homemade pecan milk and mezcal. Oh,
0: the, the that sounds pecan really milk
2: kind of reflects the color of the tombs and. You know there's other connections that we play up anyway um, the summer offering you know, sometimes to get to the the heart of the matter you have to almost do a throwback and you know not that the granita is a throwback but it it is sort of the ancestor of the snowball which is a huge thing here in New Orleans I mean these snowball stands are gigantic operations. They figure into people's uh, driving patterns uh, daily. Um, They've, like Mardi Gras, they've gotten a little gaudy and (laughs) and not exactly farm-to-table always over the years. Um, the, The Granita is just a way of kind of looking back at maybe an earlier version of the Snowball uh, brought by the Sicilians, slightly so, classier woo-hoo! version. <laughs> Sicilians, I'll take my people. There we go. <laughs> they might be angry if I said it was a classier version. I don't know. Anymore, <laughs> okay, but okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I did. I did. It's all my fault. <laughs> but, um, but granita, you know, it was um, uh, the granita. Apparently, was invented. You know, they would store snow in these snow caves and kind of rake the snow to um, to to bring it in to the city to use, to use for ice. Snow
0: caves, really, huh? And
2: it's if ice. you think of like yeah. raking some snow that's stored in a cave, you can see like how the granita thing maybe, you know, it's a pretty good story about how maybe the texture of granita got invented. Huh. But as you know, they're made out of everything in Italy. They could be made out of um, tea, chocolate, coffee. Um, in this case, I um, am presenting three granitas over the course of the summer with just Really good fruit that we have growing in Louisiana. Oh yeah. Starting with um, what we have today is Charente melon, just a uh, a very fragrant um, melon that actually hails from southern France. Oh. But in Louisiana, um, you know, you never know who's going to be growing something unusual next, and this farmer about an hour and a half away is growing Charente melons, so I wanted to make a granita out of those. In reality, um, you
0: could make that with just about any melon you could get in your hometown, absolutely. right? Absolutely. Yeah, you you know,
2: you and, right? and next up is yellow watermelon. Oh, nice. uh, and, and oh. um, you know, red watermelon, make a great granita too. And then finally plum. So anything, any fruit, and it's a healthy thing because it's all fruit. Yeah. You don't have to add any sugar usually. The fruit's yeah. bringing enough sugar to the table wonderful and you know here um, I don't know how how y'all do your snow cones but here one option that a lot of people go for is condensed milk on the top and um, this granita has a little a little um, nod to that tradition I did a what i dubbed a milk fresh Um, it's it's a creme fresh with evaporated milk kind of folded into it
0: it's healthy because it's dairy right (laughs) <laughs> it, 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 okay i'm stretching i'm stretching we're in new
2: orleans we haven't heard that <laughs> anything is wrong with dairy yet so <laughs> if, if that's the news then it's <laughs> um,
0: my story and i'm sticking to it
2: but uh you know condensed milk can be very very sweet this yes. is not sweet and um so the the idea is that the um granita is served with what we have here a um a tea made from nice uh, gunpowder um, tea from a, t- a small company uh, uh, in town here. Gunpowder tea. Gunpowder tea, actually.
1: Uh, what? What? Tell me more. Gunpowder tea is that the name of the company or is it like? Oh no
2: no, no it's just gunpowder is a is a varietal, um, oh. Oh. and and I think it actually comes it from either. the the tea leaves are rolled up so tightly. I could be wrong. Could be very wrong, but I think there's good? there's a way the tea is made, in in uh. Like I think this is Japanese. Okay. And um, so the gunpowder is uh is is more a. Oh, varietal okay.
1: name. Got oh. it. Got it. Okay.
2: Um. This so a it, real
0: bang. It, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, so we're but not it comedians. It doesn't uh, <laughs> taste like gunpowder or. or um,
2: <laughs> in Any so other way? Shall we?
1: Yes, let's invite. Okay. <laughs> and
2: and the uh, living grass as well. But the the idea is that the the guest gets this uh, little it's group of things, beautiful. and you can eat part of the granita and pour some tea in your granita if you choose the option. Um, the guests can choose the option of a well-matched rum with oh, the nice. little kit, and they can you know make themselves a cocktail. But this is just the what granita. What kind of itself. rum
0: would you suggest? In in, in what we, we, Like um, with this melon.
2: Um, matched it with uh, Eldorado 15 in this case. Yum. And then the two other Granitas I mentioned have their own little uh, what we hope is a, you know, yep. a good match for you. So
0: what kind of rum, what's that rum profile in that? Oh, the Eldorado
1: 15, like yeah. it's got like caramelly notes. It's really beautiful. It's got a little bit of like oak on it. Just, It's just a very beautiful sipping Ramen. It's very. It's just. It's. It's got vanilla hints of vanilla to it. So that but makes like, sense with. Yeah, them. but not like the baking spice vanilla. Like more like the flat, the floral notes of vanilla. Oh, nice. So that's that's different. It's a very. It's beautiful. And it's not quite as sweet as the twenty one, so it does stand up. So it's really that's nice. Wonderful. I wish you guys could see the drinks because they're absolutely stunning. Um, they're just this beautiful, uh, shade of like a, a coral orange if that even makes sense. And then they're garnished with fennel and holy basil and mint. And they're just stunning. So it's, I'm ready. I'm, yep. ready. I'm ready. Okay. I'm ready. Let's do it. Alan, may we?
2: Oh, absolutely. And um, you got a little spoon and a, in a um, straw for each of you there.
0: Thank you. Thank you. So I'm gonna taste mine without any tea first, just so I can get Everybody's a gonna better, have better understanding.
1: I'm having I'm
0: having the condensed cream. So in Hawaii, there's a very similar thing, but it's called shave ice.
2: Shave ice.
0: Shave. There's Shaved. no D. Yeah. Shaved ice. So good. And it has um, condensed milk in the bottom. Oh,
2: in the bottom. Mm-hmm.
0: The tang of the um, creme fraiche. Oh, that's lovely. Stunning. It's very it's smart.
2: Good. Yeah. You like it? Yeah, it's delicious. Right. Creme fraiche is a beautiful thing, isn't
1: it? This melon is like the perfect um, compliment to a cantaloupe. Yes. It's like, you know what yeah, it, it is? Sort it's a type of is. cantaloupe, but it's.
2: Yeah.
1: it's beautiful. It's just sweeter. And you said there's no sugar added to this, right?
2: A very little bit of uh, confectioner's sugar in the, right? the, crumbs, the in same.
0: the condensed milk, or in um,
2: the in the in the granita too, but just a little bit, just a hint. Yeah, I'll, I'll um, and I'll provide that recipe. But um, wonderful. Yeah. So now can I
1: just drink out of this, or am I gonna pour this in here? I'm drinking out of this. Well, you kind of have.
2: <laughs> you know, the, some people might want to drink the tea just by itself and not mm. mess up a good granita, and yeah. then other people might really want the combination of the, you know, because it. The two flavors are made to go together. Well, so is nice beautiful. You can do it yourself. You pour some in and, and really flush beautiful. it around, too.
1: The tea right. is, is, is lovely. I'm trying desperately not to get. I, I wore white pants today. Not a good idea. <laughs> Here we go.
2: And then the, uh, the visual beauty goes out the window, but it might taste better now, <laughs> with the two mixed together.
1: <laughs> what do you think? Oh. It's so good. The tea is really lovely with that. It almost seems like, it's like, uh, it gives it like that like third level. You know, like when you taste something, you have like that sweet, you have the savory. Mm-hmm. And then there's something else with the tea. It's like almost like um, it changes the mouthfeel of the granita. Yeah. It's it's very pleasant. I highly recommend mixing it. I, I would mix it. I like both of them separate, but it's wonderful together.
0: Great. Right. Right. And it, it, it yes, you're right. It was prettier before, but it, as long as it tastes good, that's all that matters, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like soup, soup looks pretty bad most of the time, it's really good, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what's what's ne- what's next for you? What do you, what's what are you doing today and what do you, what do you, wh- where are you um setting your your sights?
2: Um, you know, um, always looking for Sourcing things that are interesting to me, uh a neighbor down the street has a family and a plot of land where they're growing some sassafras, for instance that i that I heard about. I gotta go find the sassafras now I use sassafras root, but to to really make the connection I'm trying to make, I want to go get their sassafras and <laughs> and, uh, and 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 see who's growing it and and why they did it and you know, and then of course an ingredient like that goes back to the Native Americans and, and uh and and it was also a big southern thing for a while to yeah. have uh sassafras tea. But uh always looking for ingredients that are interesting. Um I find the the non alcohol side of things to be very, very interesting because it allows you to create um as either an item in itself a creation in itself or it becomes a context for drinking it with spirits if that's what people um are doing yeah or uh, you know matching the two together um it seems to me to to kind of honor the fact that that spirits have become more you know even more precise and sophisticated over time and and, and uh um, the things that people choose to drink with them should maybe should maybe um, answer and provide you know all the all the best leads to enjoy them.
0: Well, I mean, and, we are the designated drinker show, but I mean, obviously, there is a a, a a great social responsibility and a personal responsibility for moderation and knowing when and to offer those drinks. I mean, who hasn't had that? Um, like, my sister, who seemed to be forever pregnant, poor girl, could never drink. But then she was always given, it was unfortunately that she didn't have, the the care wasn't put into a glass. It yes. was, you know, a glass of water, maybe some tonic with a lime and- Ginger it, beer. I yeah. feel like that's everyone's cop out to give like a
1: pregnant woman is ginger beer and it's so acidic. Yeah. And you're like, I really can't have that, so. Yeah. That's an interesting uh, yeah. thing. But yeah. But to, to, uh, it's almost- um, And I
2: saw the little story about you and yeah. and, uh, and and non-alcoholic beverages but but that's just a very important part of um, uh, the the experience for people that are that are even you know uh, maybe enjoying alcoholic beverages with part of their day but they don't they don't want to um, do that the whole time they need to they don't they quite another... understand
0: that person I'm kidding I'm kidding. No. <laughs> No, but I I think it's really important. I think that's a a really, um, really interesting space to go into putting all that care and everything that you say and all that, all that passion you have for making or creating a lot of things, but from behind the bar as well. But then a drink that is lack of spirit doesn't mean that it should be lack of spirit. Look
1: at me. It's more I'm going to
0: write that down.
1: Yeah, it's more spiritual than spirit-focused.
0: How about that? There you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Speaking of spiritual. Spiritual than
2: spiritual-focused. I would, um,
0: yeah. I, so, um, when I said that, um, Alan was creative, it, was, it wasn't an understatement. And I would love for you to actually, he writes these beautiful, uh, narratives for each one of his drinks. And I think it'd be amazing if we want to pick one that, um, maybe sets us up to go into, uh, his trait. Um... They're absolutely lovely. Have you had a chance to read through these? People aren't
2: going to always want to read a lot, but a little bit of reading sometimes works out well. And for me, that can be part of the taste of place thing too. Yeah. Now, you know, just because I'm serving uh, strawberries from Ponchatoula doesn't necessarily, um, you know, make the make the statement clear. Yeah. But that and a little narrative that that perhaps ties it to, to the foodways.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. another opportunity uh, to be creative. Opportunity. Event. Yeah, absolutely. So take it away.
2: Okay, I'm just trying to think of something that...
0: Um... You do some very similar stuff as well, Gene. I mean, like, your, your cocktails are pretty creative as well. Your write-ups are always... Uh...
1: Mine are, like, um, usually more punny and funny. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I am...
0: Well, that's who you are. I
1: feel like I'm (laughs) um, like being transcended right now. I'm loving it. So I'm 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 like I want to hear I want to hear the poetry out of Alan's
0: mouth, right? Absolutely.
2: So, so I'll read um, the little description for the Saint Rosalie. You can kind of think of her as uh, the female counterpart to Saint Joseph. (laughs) She's a highly venerated uh, saint, especially for Sicilians and also that tradition continues in um Louisiana The St. Rosalie uh has her own feast day and um uh the drink uses Sorrento lemon from a little grove of Sorrento lemons that we actually uh have just for Loa. Wow. um so there's there's that connection but um it goes Italian saints work overtime steering their clients between the rock and new hard places. (laughs) Just as Joseph decimated drought. Rosalie vanquished plague back in the homeland. More recently, on this side of the lake, she's addressed an anthrax epidemic afflicting the cows of Kenner, which is a suburb of New Orleans, for which protection local Sicilians are ever grateful, to this day toting her life-size statue to her home church at her festival each year.
0: So everyone needs to realize this is the narrative to the drink and let's it, that I mean this is amazing that you're sitting here and it's you're going to have this lovely drink but that's the narrative to set it up. It's such a, a really unique and creative way to introduce. Uh,
2: and what's in the drink? It. What
1: was in the drink now?
2: Oh. That drink, that St. Rosalie is, uh, is a uh, London number one gin which is flavored with um, geranium, I believe, elderflower and galliano and maraschino. And then it also has the Sorrento lemon from Lois Little Grove and fresh oregano.
1: Wow, that's beautiful.
2: So it's kind of Italian in its, in its ingredients, but not to the point where it would necessarily tie in to New Orleans or Sicily without a little help Yeah. to me. Yeah,
1: it's beautiful though. The Galiano and, and the oregano must be like stunning in there with like that flavor. I never even. I love that idea. It's so great. It's like everything my mother ever cooks with: <laughs> lemon, <laughs> oregano, and then add olive oil and more garlic than you than you could ever imagine, and then we're good to go.
0: <laughs> all right. So um, this has all been very exciting and very uh, inspiring. Um, time. It's time, Gina. It's time. It's
1: time for me, or is it time to try the Spanish Moss Syrup that I've been waiting for?
0: Alright, we'll do that first. You're right. And then you get a little more time to think about what you're gonna do. Because I know, the bar is high.
1: I know, the bar is
0: high here. This is really, you know, this is the man. Alright, so Mm
2: -hmm.
0: I almost forgot about the Spanish Moss Syrup. Let's talk about your Syrups. um,
2: Well, um, you know, Syrups are sweet, but used used in um (laughs) You know, used in small amounts, they're they're just a fantastic way to carry flavor, and sugar's a preservative, of course. So, so they just they they operate like a. They're always going to be a good vehicle for for some ingredients. I make a lot of them. I make probably seventy-five or eighty syrups uh, over the course of the year, and um, and actually a. Uh, uh, A couple of local guys just brought me two syrups that I wish I had made. I'm jealous. (laughs) Um, Jasmine and gardenia. Oh, so flower syrups are just really great. Um, We'll, we'll taste them in a while if you're, if you're interested. But uh, I have here uh, a syrup that, that I've done over, over some time um, and used for different things uh, with Spanish moss.
1: Um, I and I have a, another
2: syrup that is used on the menu now from um, pandan leaves. We also have a huge Vietnamese influenza community in New Orleans. Um, Can I just
1: interrupt you? What's a pandan leaf? I
0: was just going to say well, the
2: Well, it's, it, you know, it's, it's kind of like a frond. It looks like a smaller palm leaf. Okay. They are used very frequently in desserts in Asian cooking. They have a, a a smell that's just you. You probably will feel like you've smelled it somewhere, but that's such a. B- but I make a tea <laughs> from these leaves, and then I caramelize the syrup. So you it's also like have this, the the sugar caramelization going on.
1: It's almost like yeah, it's it's it familiar and like like a very like almost wax like like a waxy bamboo I don't even know bamboo i don't know wet bamboo like straw i like sort that of.
2: so you still taste the vegetal good yeah, yeah like i
1: feel like that's what i'm getting from that immediately and is this like great with scotch is this like almost i i'm on scotch all day with this or what
2: i think you know they've used it in in a lot of different capacities um, it's lovely and and with uh with rum too um this and this one is is another syrup just from our menu but it's a pineapple balsamic syrup it's not Ooh, that sounds lovely a shrub it doesn't have enough vinegar in it to be a shrub but it it's it's neat because the yeah the tanginess of the the vinegar and the fresh pineapple very beautiful
1: organ. do i get to do i get to see oh. that, that spanish moss so <laughs> one thing that i love that I, that I read all about you was that um you're like wrangling these agreements and finding it. where do you find spanish moss
2: to use well, you don't have to go far. You know, there, there's moss all over the place. It used to stuff the car seats of America and mattresses in America and chairs. What um, really? Yeah, it was it was the stuffing of choice. It, it, um, Thank you. Un- until it was stuffing replaced by um, <laughs> artificial.
1: That's stuffing. amazing to get like a chair stuff. It's Can You still find those like in antique stores. Yes, that yeah. is way too cool.
2: It it doesn't grow like bacteria. There's different reasons that it makes a great stuff. Oh, that's stuffing.
0: delicious.
2: But you can get um, this comes from City Park, which, which yeah. is our it's beautiful, you know, big um, kind of in, internal urban park here. Um,
1: it's in New Orleans City Park. City yeah. Park. It's called City Park. City, City, City Park
2: area. is enormous. I think it. I think it's bigger than. Central Park, and there's a lot of it is just gorgeous, like almost like a bayou scene with the with the um, oak trees and the and the the long lanky limbs and the moss hanging off. All uh, the spinach.
0: Yeah, I went to a wedding yeah. there. It was absolutely stunning. Ah. It was beautiful. Yeah. I was gonna say I was like I was gonna go up Esplanade and grab some stuff off of someone's house, but now forget it. <laughs> I'm going. I want to go to City Park. I don't, I don't want you to um, get arrested. I, we don't have that much bail money with us, donut. There is that
2: little <laughs> that little thing. It's like you. It it feels all right because there's so much moss, and then somewhere technically it's maybe not okay to take moss. So you so you, So I guess do it be, on the
0: slide Be stealth like. Be stealth like and
2: be. um Generous and give some up if you.
0: If you <laughs> so we should bring coming. it by.
2: <laughs> um, but anyway, do you, I don't know if you kind of taste sort of a it, it's a tea like.
1: It does. Uh, It's, it's it, fuzzy.
2: Earthy and.
1: It's fuzzy, like almost like fuzzy. Uh, I know it sounds. Yeah. That's a silly way to describe something, but it has like that little bit of a fuzz characteristic to it. Like, um, I don't know, it is tea like, but. That's like, my
2: favorite reaction to it. Yeah. fuzzy. But it is. It is.
1: There's something about it. It's like in my mouth and it's on the top of my mouth and it's like
0: this beautiful it it really lingers yeah it's 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 yeah like
1: when you have like sometimes when you have um like black mint like black mint is very interesting to me because it's almost fern like and and it has that same fuzzy characteristic and it's a waxy it's a waxy leaf it's not like this leaf that would be like like warm or fuzzy yes and it says the same thing that this is doing right now and that's very cool yeah i love mouthfeel i think mouthfeeling drinks is as important as uh, uh, you know, what's in it, the aesthetics and everything, because you smell it, you taste it, it lingers, it goes away, it's
0: part of it. Very cool. All right, so now it's time, Gina, right, you, honey, have, you have, you've uh, pushed this back as long as you can, <laughs> <laughs> no more um, stalling. Okay. Um, so, uh, nice. how are you, how are you going to uh, make us, uh, I mean, we've obviously had a couple, Alan has brought us uh, the, the taste of place, and uh, I'd like to hear what, uh,
1: see what you're going to do. Well Alan's very inspiring so what we're
0: going to do is, sorry. So, I'm sorry. Robert. So Gina, this is so exciting. Um, we've gone through all of these things. Alan has definitely allowed us to experience taste of place. It's time for you to tell us what you're going to do. There. Okay, guys. Gotcha. Okay, so what
1: I made here today was an, really an experience for me so I have been since I landed in New Orleans I have been thinking how am I going to get all my ingredients to do something that's local taste of a uh, place for you uh, how am I gonna do this I don't have a bar I'm on the road
0: so you're just like the people who are listening they yeah don't have a bar and they have to go out and get their things yeah forage as uh, Alan says yeah so it,
1: it's been it's been quite amazing so What I did was I went and um, met up with um, Max from Max and Sons and I got uh, Fashionola um, syrup which Fashionola syrup is something that is legitimately indigenous to New Orleans. It is made, it was made here um, to flavor the rum. It was the beginning of hurricanes and now a hurricane is involved with actual juices and not the syrup anymore right. So then um, I went over to a new place that's down the street from here Uh, It's called Pulp and Grind, and it is wonderful, and I had um, fresh grapefruits. Now, I didn't know that grapefruits can be grown in Louisiana, but, like, duh, it makes sense because you get grapefruits from Texas that are absolutely wonderful, but Alan told us that they're not um, exported um, anywhere else out of the state. Oh, oh, here in Louisiana. In Louisiana. wow, cool. So this is as, as, as fresh as I can make for you. So it's a fashionola soda. In the true Ricky style, using a citrus, very little of the um, syrup, and then some uh, soda water, and then I and then I um, forged uh, mm-hmm. and stole, I stole sealing stealing, stealing uh, this beautiful holy basil and apple mint that was on the bar here. So it's like stunning. So I hope. So um, I hope it's good.
0: <laughs> can I ask you this? What is holy basil? What is that different from like the basil I would find in the grocery store? So like holy
1: basil would be, um, first of all, it's blooming. I know you can't you can't see right. that, but it's blooming. So right now it has its seeds on it. And holy basil would be something between um, the fragrance of a Thai basil and going more towards the Genovese, like a Thai style basil. But it's got a more fuzzy leaf to it. So it's actually got more um, oils. So oh, it's really beautiful. Nice. And it's really, and it's commonly used in soup. Oh. So that's one thing I've, I've learned about that basil is that if you will cook with it and like steep things and pull it out or, or tea, yeah. or tea, right? Am I, are we good Alan or yeah? Right. yeah, I want to make sure I'm not saying anything wrong. So we took um, the Fashionola uh, syrup and then we put in um, one ounce of that, six ounces of fresh grapefruit juice and then 10 ounces of um, carbonated water. And then we put it into a soda siphon and now we're just going to fill the glass. So a really nice non-alcoholic uh, refresher. And uh, very New Orleans meets DC because it's a Ricky style, and Ricky's were invented in DC, and Fastanola's from here, and so is Alan. Yeah, so cheers! There we go,
0: cheers! So, now
2: big treat for Gina to come in and, and uh, create something.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I have the luxury of being able to go in and see her quite often, and she does it for me. So, um, now it's your turn. So.
2: Well, as I as I move towards the glass, the herbs are um, reaching their little arms out towards me. <laughs>
0: are they giving you a little bit of a hug?
2: It's positively delicious, and obviously um, you were intuitive about that syrup with grapefruit because it's splendid, and and no citrus would would speak the way it does with this with this syrup. That was good call.
0: A little bit of applause for Gina, yay! Yeah, see, all that sweat and you were worried. Look, Alan's a happy camper. This is miles of finding things. I have to tell you, this
1: deliveries and finding stuff and like walking around. And yesterday was like spent all day focusing on
0: Alan. So Alan, basically what it is, oh, it yeah. was Gina being like a regular person. There's no one delivering her all, all the best of everything. She's like, she's like a commoner like me.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: well. Um, I was fussing around a lot, getting ready for you too, Gina. I love it. I love it.
1: I appreciate it. That's wonderful. I thank
0: you. Well, great. Well, it seems like another success. Um, And I don't know why you sweat it, because you know you're amazing, Gina. Ellen, I want to thank you very much for being on the show. Um, And uh, thank you for bringing all your insights and uh, the taste of place. is a really nice compliment to everything. So thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks for your southern hospitality. I oh know, I can't wait to come here again, little, right? I know. <laughs> All right, till next time.